0: thanks so much for downloading the latest episode of the ugly truth today we're talking about a dead battery vasectomies and pets all of this plus some ugly and awkward moments of the week thank you so much shop enjoy the show
1: it's another uncensored look at the world around you, from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie?
0: Don't you get turned on when you're having a mammogram?
1: Paula? God, Paula takes the biggest shit on my house. Uncensored as always, it's time for The Ugly Truth.
0: Welcome to The Ugly Truth. This is episode 408.
1: It's October already. Can you believe it? Yeah, actually I can. It was fucking freezing this morning. I Have you even been outdoors? Yes.
0: So, well we had that ridiculous thunder tornado inducing storm on Sunday. Well, we got nothing, so Yeah, we did. Well, we did. We got hammered. In fact, there was a, a lightning strike happened in front of someone's house really close to us. Mm-hmm. And it was so loud that the the people across the street from the lightning strike, their windows blew out of their car. Oh, my God. The house shook so badly that both of the dogs started to cry. (laughs) And they were inside because it was pouring down rain. Oh, my gosh. they literally started to cry. I'm like, it's all right, you guys. And so. oh poor Sonny. He probably was confused. So was Bodega. That's what was so weird is they both were. But it was kind of chilly. But Daryl had just left to go get takeout and so mm-hmm. i was like oh and he's out in this oh well but he's in his giant honking truck so whatever but yeah it it's been freezing and so and me you know me i will i like refuse to turn on the heater i mm-hmm. don't know why i just don't want to do it because there's that nice little lull in between 110 and 50 degrees where you don't have to use your heating and air system so you get a little break. You know, financially, I've been cracking
1: this uh, sliding glass door at night because I like the cool air. I like the cool air too. The the house inside for some reason still gets hot. I don't know why, but well, because yeah, it's just like bodies and cooking and you know, lights and everything. And so I just crack the door because I like the air. But of course, the dogs always want to go outside. I'm like, you guys don't need to go outside. It's just. It's just air, so... <laughs> it's just a crack in the wall. Because if I yeah. open it too wide, then the cat tries to get out, and so... Of course. So it was
0: 67 downstairs and 66 upstairs, and I went, all right, fine, okay. I'll relent. That's that's cold. I turned on the <laughs> heater. Oh, this was in the morning. So I turned on the heater downstairs, and I put it to like 72 and then, uh, cause it's what everybody always wanted at anyway around here. Cause you know, my 78 during the summer was like torture. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, fine. 72. And so then today was the first day I turned the heater on upstairs because I'm like, you know, I'm not the, when someone came out of their room in Rocky sweats and a, and a full on hoodie with the hood over their head, I went, all right, I guess it's time to just go ahead and Seriously? turn on the heater. <laughs> well, what was <laughs> it at so, this morning? It was 67 this morning so I turned on the heater and said all right I'll I'll I give it's cold I will turn it on so now it's like 74.
1: I think I do so. 70 and then I'm like everybody else so, put some clothes on and get a blanket. Yeah.
0: It, for some reason 72 feels really cold downstairs. I just have been cooking stuff in the oven.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so
0: it keeps it kind of warm and it gets to like 75. I was a little concerned about turning on the heater upstairs because the the heater and air conditioner units are separate. We have one for upstairs and we have one for downstairs. Right. the The heater upstairs is really, really old. And everybody who's come through and serviced this thing says... I don't know how this thing is clinging to life. You're going to have to replace it. And it's going to not be, and it's not going to be cheap. And we're like, yeah, we get it.
1: So, so you were afraid to turn it on because you didn't want to use it because you thought it was going to break.
0: (laughs) I didn't want to turn it on to come to find out that it died over the summer. I just, because that's how these things go. And the reason that I'm mentioning it is because Daryl is in, was in Dallas. He left Sunday and isn't coming home till late tonight. So he'll be gone almost four days.
1: You guys should just move to Texas. He's there every week. Shut your mouth.
0: <laughs> Daryl and I just had this discussion. We would ma- rather move to another country than move to Texas. I've or actually n- thought about
1: moving it. to another country, to be perfectly honest.
0: Godspeed, honey. I found a little tiny one. It's called Luxembourg. I've heard of Luxembourg. It, it's just he's been there all month. And it's, you know, intermittent. And so it's just been, you know, he's like, I've had enough. I've had my fill of Texas. And I'm like, I get it. I I used to do that, too. I used to have to go to Texas quite a bit. And, you know, it's the people are nice. It's not about, you know, the people that you deal with. It's just it's just not where I would want to live. Well, I mean, (laughs) it's just a completely different way of life. It's it's just I don't know how to explain it. It's just not there's nothing wrong. It's just that it's basically the way it works in Texas is it's God, Texas, America, your mama. That's pretty much the order ranking of importance. Unit, like, it's core, God, country. <laughs> yeah, it's like serious. They Texas is like, they if they could be their own country, I'm like, you were. You were Mexico, remember? And then you guys took it. Yeah. So anyway, or America took it, whatever. So I'm always afraid to, to turn on anything new because if it's broken, I'm like, ugh, now I've got to deal with it because, you know, I always like Daryl to deal with those things because – like I've told you in the past, I don't even want to know. Like, I don't want to have the information. I don't want to be educated on it. Just want to press a button and have it work. That's mm-hmm. the, that's my mode with many things, not all things. So speaking of, yesterday, Malia had school. It's Monday. Time to go to school. She comes in. She goes, Mom, the car won't turn over. I'm like, what? So I go out there, and I'm like, well, that's weird because it's a new battery. And so she goes, oh, well, Dad drove it on Friday to Oakland. And he left the trunk open. So the trunk was open for four days and it drained the battery. (laughs) And so we're like, awesome. Well, let's get the let's get the battery cables out. We'll just charge it. It'll be no big deal. Dad took the battery chargers with him and put them in his car, put them in his new truck. (laughs) So there's no battery cables. There's no way to do that. So I call Mackenzie and she's on her way home and she's like, yeah, I can come by. So she comes by. She goes, oh, yeah, dad made me give him the battery cables back. And so he has them. So we call Tyler. Tyler doesn't have them. Erin, she's his girlfriend, does not have any. Finally at six o'clock at night. And I mean, I realized that at this point I
1: could have gone to the store and bought some. Well, I mean, why do you guys of of like a family of 35? Do you guys only have one set of battery? And you know what? You don't even need those anymore. You can just get those little charger boxes that have them right. attached and keep yes. it in your glove box.
0: So we, so, so Malia's boyfriend had a charger box and so we, we charged it all night long and she just told me today, huzzah, the the battery's working. It says the battery is still bad, Mm -hmm. but they think it might be the charger box that's that's bad because it's old. So I just said, okay, everybody's getting these charger packs and we're all putting one in our vehicle because Mm -hmm. this is ridiculous and i'm like and why do you have the jumper cables you have the newest vehicle why would you have them he's like well i don't know i just thought maybe you know if anybody needed anything oh that we would take your truck Mm -hmm. to go do this great so it was really... You mean really... the one
1: that's parked at the airport that's not doing anything?
0: Yeah, the one that's sitting at the airport. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's where the... And I and I even thought... You I'm know like, I he just wanted the,
1: the all the stuff in his truck. Of course,
0: because he has the storage for it. He's like, I can put this here and it's no big deal, you know? So it's it's dumb that we don't... And what's really dumb is that we don't have multiple... <laughs> multiple cables it's like why do we only have one like I said I said the same thing you did I'm like we are a family of a hundred why do we only have one set of cables and why is no one going out and purchasing any well I mean not just that nobody uses cables anymore they all use those boxes Jamie I don't know that (laughs) I didn't know that till yesterday I had no concept of this I don't deal with this kind of stuff ever and so I'm like you know this is the kind of shit that I need to like you know I need to educate myself, apparently, because I I just left it up to him forever. So now I'm like, well, if this travel thing's going to happen, I'm going to have to update my single mom skills because clearly I am out of date. I am completely expired
1: or just a, a useless husband skill. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, <laughs> whatever. I just need to because I never have to deal with any of it. It's I I have put it out of my brain and so now I just need to kind of reengage in survival skills again and just be prepared. So now I'm gonna you know I'm gonna get my go bag and I'm gonna get my battery charger and my crank radio and be set for. Oh god!
1: For
0: any- <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, so while I've been dealing with that, you were kind enough to assist with uh, your ex's
1: vasectomy situation well you know it's i don't know why i get so angry i don't know why i get angry anymore but i think i'm just resentful of the fact mm-hmm. that you know basically the entire course of our relationship mm-hmm. i'm the only person out of his entire family that's ever actually helped him you know right. right and yet i'm the one that gets the shaft and so i mean it doesn't bother me anymore but it just it it did in beginning because you know he always puts his whole family on this you know fucking pedestal and then I'm the zero and I'm just like yet who was there with you during all of this other bullshit I didn't see any of your family lifting a fucking finger so (laughs) come Friday you know he's got this vasectomy and I'm just like well I'm assuming you know your brother or your sister or whatever, they're they're not gonna help out or anything. He's like, Oh, actually I I didn't think to call them. I'm like, Of course you didn't and which is probably wise because they weren't gonna help you anyway. Right. So I'm just like, Well, obviously, you know, we have nothing going on, so I'm happy to drive you and all that stuff and bring you back home. That morning, or the night before, I can't remember, we went to the store and he bought all his uh proper shaving equipment. I don't know if Daryl had to prepare like that or Yes. Okay. So Victor's unusually hairy all over Mm -hmm. his body. So it was quite the job. And I told Ryan, I'm like, well, enjoy your shower after that happens. And Ryan's like, gross. Ryan's like, gross, mom. So he did all that. And I asked him, I said, so go over your paperwork. I'm like, is there like a prescription? Like, do you have to go pick up a Valium or anything like that? Or did they give it to you in the office? And he's like, I don't know. And so of course he hadn't read any of the paperwork. (laughs) So I looked through it. I'm like, well, there's nothing in here about it. I said, you might just want to call the office and see if they give it to you there or what. So I called right. the office. They don't give volumes unless they're requested. And
0: what? So-
1: yeah, I know, right? Wow, they raw- they're raw dog in it? Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, wow. So wow. they told them, if you want one, we'll call it in for you and you can pick it up at your pharmacy. And he's like, well, I mean, what, what goes on? Do they just give me, like, locals and stuff down there? And he's just like, she's like, yeah, I mean, they definitely numb you up and everything. He's like, oh, I'll be fine. And so he <laughs> okay. didn't get the Valium. Full. I'm like, you idiot. I'm like, why didn't you just get the Valium? And oh, he's just oh like, no, he's like, I'll be fine. And I'm just like, "Okay." I'm like, why are you... Why are you trying to be like some sort of, you know, hero here about this? But whatever. He's not. He just doesn't think he'll be scared. So he walks into this room, and I don't know how Daryl's room was prepped, but they have like all these pillows and that mm-hmm. like he had to put his butt up on, I guess, and like a wedge. Yeah, and his legs were all like dangling off and mm-hmm. you know, he says it was just very all compromising. And so the dog. Welcome to being a woman. Well, that's on. what I told him. But I'm just like, oh please. And the thing <laughs> is, is that they covered everything up with towels. So I mean, literally, there was like, you know, a four by four of space exposed. Were you sit? Did you sit with him? No, he was explaining everything to me. Oh, we were in the lobby, and so. Um, but before they called him back, he's just like, okay, I'm starting to get nervous. I'm like, well, you should have gotten the volume. <laughs> yes. He says that they gave him the shots, but I guess he had a hard time getting numb, so the nurse had to bring in a second vial of lidocaine mm. to numb him up again. Mm-hmm. He said that it, it was fairly quick, and it didn't take too long. He says, you know, he didn't smell anything weird or anything, because I'm like, Daryl smelt the burning flesh, and it was passed out. <laughs> I think I was trying to scare him, but... Yeah. Um, so he came walking out and he just like had a big smile on his face. And I'm just like, that's it? I'm like, you're done? He's like, yeah. And so he was walking pretty normally. And then I was just like, OK. I'm like, well, I guess we'll go. But I mean, he still was numbed up and everything. Sure, sure. But before we even got home, he's just like, uh. There's <laughs> so an ache. Like, There's a very dull when he out ache. He says, well, the doctor says I have four hours before I feel anything. I'm like, OK. And, like, we weren't even 20 minutes in the car, and he's just like, ooh. And now, because I was going over, like, bumps and stuff on the freeway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were in dead traffic, so I was, like, slamming on my brakes and all this stuff. And he's just, like, bracing himself. Yeah. So as soon as we got home, we got the peas and the corn. That's pretty much how he's been for the last four days, I guess. Oh, has he not moved? I mean, yeah, he's he's walked around. But, I mean, you know, he did the dishes. He made dinner. Well, how long has it been? How long has it been? Today's day four, so. Yeah, this is interesting because Daryl's
0: procedure when he had his vasectomy was a little different. First of all, the doctor prescribed him a Valium. Actually, two. So our doctor, Dr. Gottlieb, which we all know, by the way. Oh, yes, Dr. Gottlieb. He's a doll. He's He's still in practice. And so at the time, and this was like, I mean, almost 20 years ago. So he may not be. He may be retired now. But it was like 15, 16 years ago. Anyway. Oh, geez.
1: Has it been that long?
0: Actually, no. Because you know what? I forced him to get one when Malia was like four months old. So it's been like 18 years. Yeah. It's been a really long time. So. Dang. So they, you go in for a consult. They, 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 they go in and talk to you and they're like, are you sure you want to do this? La la la. And because Mm. we were, he was 30. So they were like, yeah, you can, you know, especially the fact that, you know, he has two kids plus two more. So it's like, yeah, you're, you're a candidate. So they said, all right, so we'll give you a Valium, um, we'll, we'll give you two, and then you take one, and they're like, but don't take it until you're literally leaving the house. OK. And then when you get here, if you need another one, we'll give you the other one when you get here. Mm-hmm. And they said, OK. So we, we get there, he takes it. He didn't think it was going to work, because no one ever thinks anything's going to work on them. They think they're the exception to the rule. And so it takes, gets, it takes 20 minutes. He gets in the car, and we're driving, and he's like, I don't feel anything. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need the other one. I'm like, okay, well, they they have one there for you, so it'll be fine. I'd say we were pulling into the parking lot and suddenly he was just like, So this is really cool. I'm so <laughs> not worried about this. And I said, I know, it's gonna be so great. So we get up there and we're sitting, and it's a super nice office. And I think you went there once, and so you kind of probably remember, but um they call him back, they're like, Okay, Daryl, come with us. So he had taken care of all of the business where you have to shave with the single right. razor and all that stuff. I read something when I was doing some research on hugly and awkward moments. Don liquid soap apparently is what you need to use to shave your ball sack really, oh, really, really close. Yes, and I wish I had known that, but I didn't, obviously. So there they said Don Liquid. So when they went and did the full inspection, they said, you know, you didn't do a super good job. Did
1: he not use a razor or did he only use clippers?
0: No, he used a razor.
1: Yeah, because Victor, I told him, I said, nothing less than a four blade, Victor. And so, <laughs> so no. I said the shit quattro is the best. But now they have freaking five blades, too. Right,
0: That's what, well, Daryl uses a five blade now. But obviously, this was not something, he wouldn't let me help him shave.
1: So he did it on his own. Well, the bald skin is, I mean, I don't know how they What would they have to, like, stretch it taut? Probably, and, like,
0: probably but they have he had to do the neck skin i had to do the full region and so they said well you missed some spots so we're gonna have to go back in and he's like um okay but he's on a volume so he's kind of fine he's like whatever he feels like he's at the spa it was a male (laughs) nurse and oh. so it wasn't sexy in any way whatsoever. So they got it all cleaned up. So he's fine. You know, you're all propped up and they're ready to go. He didn't, he barely felt the pinch, he said. But he did, as you said, he did smell a little something. It was like burning or like, cause they were cauterizing or whatever they were doing when they were opening it up.
1: Yeah, Victor said he could smell the cauterization. That's what not it like, Not the, just the smell of like, not burnt, but like smokiness or something yeah. like that. Well, what
0: happened was Daryl looked up and he oh. saw smoke coming up and he started getting faint and I heard yelling and I'm in the lobby. I hear yelling and then I hear, uh, then a nurse comes running out and she's like, "Um, excuse me, Mrs. Minor, um, could you come with us? I'm like, oh my God, is he okay? They're like, he's fine, but he's struggling. And I'm like, what do you mean he's struggling? Like, this is just a freaking thing. Uh, and this so is supposed they're like,
1: outpatient.
0: he's having anxiety and he's feeling he's having a panic attack and he's feeling faint. And I said, all right. And it was taking a little bit longer because it was a little bit much than they than they were planning. And so what does that mean? It was just there was just he has a large shaft and it was just a little bit more more than then it, it was taking a little bit longer than daryl expected and he had so, a larger
1: tube that anticipated something and so, so did they did he have two holes or one what do you mean oh well, um i don't
0: know i never looked at the wound area I don't know. But I had to go in there. Paula, I sat in and, and basically scrubbed in for a vasectomy. I had to hold his <laughs> hand. I had to turn. And he's like, hi, I don't know what's ha-. I'm like, you're fine. Everything's going to be great. But maybe just don't look up again. Did and they this- give him the other Valium? No, they didn't. Because oh. they were almost done. But he was making it far harder. Far more difficult than it need Not far harder, but far more difficult (laughs) than it needed that would have been embarrassing. Hilarious. They're like, actually, that helps. Keep doing that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think if you ask any man, they would tell you that the last thing that is going to cause any kind of arousal is a vasectomy. It's probably a more It's like telling, it's like saying, don't you get turned on when you're having a mammogram? It's like, oh yeah, it's sexy. All right. Do you get turned on when you're getting uh, the duck lips? Like, no. (laughs) No, it's awful. God, Impala. I have my physical this year on Halloween.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> why not be should, terrified? Maybe you should bejazzle and do, like, you know, orange and black and silver. Trick or treat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give me something good to eat. <laughs> Ew.
0: <laughs> so when we finished, he was still valued because Daryl doesn't take a whole lot of drugs and stuff. So everything hits him really super hard. Right. So we came home and it was he slept for quite a while. And then when he woke up, there was a Raider game on that it was Monday Night Football. I remember. And so he had his bag of peas. He had mm-hmm. his little Tylenols and he was watching the football game. But the next day he was up. He mowed the lawn and stuff like he was fine. He, You're not supposed to do that. He had I told him that, but he was fine and there was never any problem. And he recovered very quickly.
1: I had a friend who said he got his, he felt fine. And the next day he went and mowed the lawn. And he Mm -hmm. said later that night, he swelled up like he had two cantaloupes (laughs) in his pants. So he had to go back and the doctor was like scolding him. He's like, what did I say? You know, what did the paper say? And basically the paper says, don't do anything that could possibly cause you to sweat or, uh, like, lift weight or anything like that for at least three days. OK. Yeah, he was fine, though. I
0: mean, he, Daryl does not like to feel different. So he wants to feel back to normal as soon as possible. He's a lot like I am. You know, it's like I don't want to be compromised for any more than I have to. So he was like, I'm back to normal. I did not let him pick up anybody. I didn't let him do mm. anything ridiculous. But I do remember having to buy him extra small underwear to keep everything nice and tight in there.
1: I don't know, did they give him that special jock strap that Yes, he did. Okay.
0: And then I couldn't I, th- I threw that thing away.
1: <laughs> yeah, the doctor told Victor to wear that for the 7 days. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yes. Yes. And then they told him, you know, the first like 3 days shower with your back to the sol- to the shower mm-hmm. and then like on the 3rd day or something you can finally shower with your front to the shower and yeah all these instructions you know i'm like i don't even think i got that many instructions when i had
0: children i didn't it was just like godspeed may may everybody yeah they're like here's the squirt
1: bottle when you pee squirt it how long do i have to use this for until Uh, until you want it done until it's comfortable until you don't want to do it it anymore (laughs) right you know i'm just like okay when will the bleeding stop Uh, like you know four to six weeks maybe if it doesn't stop after eight let us know We'll give you a 30-day of uh, pain pills. After that, you know, if you think you need more, talk to your doctor. He may or may not refill them. And so yeah, it's, just like, it's very, very casual,
0: whereas with men, with their vasectomies, it's very But, you know, well, you know who rules mm-hmm. the Whoever runs the world is where the focus will be. So vasectomies and Viagra, we've got that shit nailed. <laughs> Seriously. It's funny when you hear those couples talk about the debate, like, well, you should get your tubes tied. Well, you should just get a vasectomy. And it's funny how men who are Neanderthals say, well, you know, if you don't want any more, you should get it done. What they don't realize is for women, it's like a four day, you know, like it's not outpatient.
1: I just don't understand why they would think a woman should have to do that.
0: Well, because men, you know, and I asked Daryl that when we went through all this, I go, do you feel like less of a man because you can't have children anymore? Like, because you can't make someone pregnant anymore does that can't plant your seed yeah does that affect do you feel like your manlyhood has been affected and he's like no but daryl is literally one of the most secure men i've ever met in my life he's so secure that nothing like that affects his mass you know he's not threatened by his by anything that would be deemed less masculine so it's hard because he's kind of an unusual person because a lot of men it does affect her like it means that I'm lesser of a man somehow. Just like when women have menopause, they think they, they become lesser of a woman because they can't have children anymore. Like I know women who've had hysterectomies who felt that way. Uh, you know, I think when I get
1: mine, I probably will feel that way.
0: Mom didn't want any more children and she cried
1: when she had a hysterectomy well I mean even now being 40 and being single Mm -hmm. and knowing that I probably will never have any children again Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's devastating to me it makes me so sad really I just I hate having to face that realization I really do I think that's I think that might be what it is for people it's like that
0: part of your life is completely over and you know I actually went through that um not that long ago where I thought god it's so weird like the opportunity to have children is truly gone. Even if Daryl was still able to give me a child, I'm too freaking old. Like it's you know you're playing a risky game and it's selfish at, at, well, at a certain level. At a certain age, you know becomes more of a selfish maneuver than uh, you know we want to make
1: our family whole. And I think the difference is, though, is is it, it'll probably it'll probably be even more so than when it's a choice versus when it's just impossible.
0: When they ca- tell you it's not even about it's not even your option anymore. <laughs> it's yeah, like totally when the
1: when the uterus is actually gone. Yeah, then it's just like it's virtually impossible now. And so well, it's now just like would, yeah. even if I wanted to toy with the idea. I can't, you there's can't. Just nothing to toy with. You yeah. Know?
0: Yeah. I think that's, I think it is a hard transition. I mean, I, I have known women who have said I did not want more children or I had hoped I'd have another, but now I'm in my forties and I need a hysterectomy. So it's truly an end to a phase of life that women, a lot of women look forward to having children yeah, and I creating a family, not all women, but those who do when it's time to say goodbye to that phase Now you have to only look forward to children. And I don't have any friends who are having babies because we're all in our forties now. So Mm -hmm. it's like we all have to just wait for grandchildren. Yeah. And I I have friends who are my age who have several grandchildren because their kids had kids really young. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not jealous, but it would be nice to hold a
1: baby. (laughs) It's been a long time. I mean, I get that, but on the same token, you know with any of your kids Mm -hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't want that for him right now well no
0: it's not but I mean you're we're not talking about realistic we're talking about just the idea of holding a baby again I mean it's been a really long time yeah no I get it I get it (laughs) Kenzie goes oh yes she goes I don't go on social media because all of my friends have their infants now and I just have my cat (laughs) I'm like you're fine everyone's fine it's fine everyone does their shit in their 20s it's good anywho okay well speaking of you had read an article yesterday about pets instituting rules in their home and it was really cute and funny some of them were dumb to me but there were some that were funny and you said you know we should talk about it because i'm like i actually do have pets who institute
1: rules in my home as well strangely i didn't realize that we did until i started thinking about it and i'm like oh my god i'm like most of the pets that we've had have created some sort of like rules or like things that they have to have done or I don't, and I don't know how that develops, but I I guess animals, they have their little quirks too. Yeah. It's so
0: funny. They do. Um, here's one for me. Okay. So I don't know when this actually began. I I think what basically what happens is they recognize a routine or a schedule with their humans and Mm -hmm. then they, say okay so this is the routine and the schedule if you ever deviate from it they're going to say um no remember you instituted this rule and it's not changing and they're absolutely not going to relent and they're always going to require you to do it at some point and i don't know when it happened daryl started giving bodega a treat at 9 30 every night and it was (laughs) I think it was, we were probably watching a show, the show ends, he gets up and says, well, I'll give him a treat, because Sonny sleeps inside, and so he comes in like around 10.30, mm-hmm. so he's like, I'll give him the treat, they come in, they hang out with us for an hour, and the bodega goes outside, and Sonny goes out to go to the bathroom, and then he comes in for the night. Anyway, that's the nighttime routine. I am not a fan of keeping to rules. so. Right occasionally i would give bodega a treat at like 8 30 or 8 45 just because i wanted to come in early because i wanted to hang out with him or whatever
1: mm-hmm.
0: 9 30 hits he gives zero fucks how many treats he's had before that oh he wants another one it's nine thirty. <laughs> where's my treat it's nine thirty. judge wapner starting like it is like <laughs> don't mess with my nine thirty treat i don't care <laughs> if you've spoiled me it doesn't matter. So we noticed that the other night. And he goes, I just gave him a treat. I go, he fooled you. into. he begged and begged for one. And now it's 930. He's like, yo, where is it? And he will bark and howl and cry. And so he has to have his treat. That's He's just He's literally like
1: Pavlov's dog. Yes, literally, in our house. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's that hilarious. That is funny. Yes. So with our dogs, I don't know how many words dogs can recognize or language. I mean, cause you know, like, well, we've talked about this before where Daryl thinks he can have like eloquent conversations with the animals and. But Dega, you know, I don't
0: understand why you're treating me this way. <laughs>
1: it's like, come on, man. You know, I'll talk to the dogs, but there are certain key words that they know not to do. Like, you know, I'll be like, Pablo, don't like the couch. And he'll look at me and they will stop <laughs> licking the couch or something like that. Yeah. But if I say, I'm like, you want to go for a ride? And then they'll perk their ears up and they'll start sprinting towards the front door they know. because they love to go in the car it's like Aww, their favorite thing It's so cute or if i'll be like you want a hot dog and then they'll <laughs> run into the kitchen and their ears are up they're like oh my god we want hot dogs you know, oh yeah they, freak they out. understand those words usually we only give hot dogs if we have to give them like a pill because you can kind of shove it down the middle oh and then yeah like eat a hot dog bo he'll start walking towards the back door if like, you have to go potty and then he'll just kind of look at me and he'll stand back the door <laughs> or like if i'm going in the backyard and bo's not coming i'm like i'm out bo go potty <laughs> And I just do that sound and he will come, he'll get up, he'll walk towards the back door. And it's just so funny that the little words that you say mm-hmm. that they just know what to do. It's true. I think they do understand more than we give them credit for. But then I was thinking about like, what about animals in like China or, you know, Mexico or, you know, they just learn different languages. I was just
0: going to say there was a, okay. So, um, I'm, um, I don't know why I did this and they make me more mad than anything, but there's that next door app. And if you put in your zip code, you'll be hooked up to everybody in your region, your your neighborhood. So it's kind of like those Facebook groups, but it's next door. So they'll say, hey, lost dog. And you can actually follow very specific posts like crime or lost animals or wildlife or whatever. So I follow all the lost animal pages or posts so I can see, you know, you never know. I might run into somebody. But there was this one that said, we've lost our husky gray and white, blah, blah, blah. And they show pictures. His name is Tahoe. And they're like, oh, yeah, I saw that dog. But he he just kind of looked at me funny and ran away. And then they go, oh, yeah, uh, he only understands Ukrainian. So <laughs> he won't come to you if you talk to him in English. It was hilarious. But ultimately, first of all, Huskies run. And they will just keep running. And they will survive. They they live on the land. They'll definitely live off the land. But Everybody had seen this dog running around, and no one could catch him because he didn't understand English. Yeah. So finally, a Ukrainian person talked to him, and the dog came right to him, and the, the owners How got him. Funny, and the owners How got him. Funny is
1: that? Yeah, they're you know like, what? "We're so sorry, we didn't, un- we forgot to tell you, he only understands Ukrainian." <laughs> You know, what's really interesting about that is uh, Victor has a military friend. She's a girl and she has uh, she's single with a son and she had this big Rottweiler Mm. and um, she taught him a lot of commands in German. Oh. because um she said you know if anyone tried to break into the house or anything like that i could they teach couldn't him she's like him. i could teach him mm-hmm. like attack commands or whatever yeah in german and the other person couldn't tell him to like hey good boy stop or whatever because he wouldn't understand you yes. know he would only understand it in german and i'm like that's a really good idea it's a good idea so the other thing is <laughs> i don't know how i discovered this But when you pick up Pablo to put him on, like, a bed or the couch or something like that, you cannot, for the life of you, touch his armpits. (laughs) Otherwise, he will start yelping. I don't know what it is about his little armpits, but he'll be like... like Oh my god. Just, oh I've done does, that before.
0: I've and done I try that to and him. warn
1: everybody that picks him up. I'm like, be careful, Mel, don't touch his armpits. <laughs> You're I'm like, just, what? Like, I listen to myself, I'm like, I know I sound nuts, but just don't. <laughs> and people accidentally do it and then he starts to, you know, do and he does the weirdest thing, like it's in slow motion with its mouth. He's like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That reminds me of
0: um, I think we're mutual friends on Facebook with her. her name's Kara and she goes to the thrift store and there was a, a woman in front of her and her tiny dog and the little, you know, where, the, where little kids are supposed to sit. The, yeah. there's, a, there's a little dog and it's got a dress on. And the lady is talking under her breath and she's like, I can't understand what she's saying. And then finally she heard and she was saying, please don't take a picture. Please don't take a picture. And she was saying it over and over again. And she she leans up and she's like, don't worry, I'm not taking a picture of your dog. And she goes, she really doesn't like it when people photograph her. And I was like, holy shit. That's hilarious. Wow. Yes. And I'm like, that poor animal. (laughs) That's all I could think. It's that poor dog wearing a dress at the thrift store. <laughs> really quick, Daryl and I went to Napa with the kid's hairdresser, actually Greg. And they invited us because it was their anniversary weekend. They got a limo to go up and they said, hey, you want to come with us? We're like, um, yes, please. And so we we went. It was really cool to get to know Greg and Glenn because they have been together for 20 years, married for 11, and this was their 11th wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. And so it was super fun. And we had been talking about doing this with them for quite some time. Finally, the planets aligned and we were able to go. At some point in my brain, I'm like, I really feel like we're, I'm asking or we're, we're really talking about them and their, be- and being gay a lot, but I'm very curious about stuff. And it's not like you can talk about this in public. Not that it's embarrassing, but it's just, you know, like we wanted to know everything about them because we didn't know anything. And we had a lot in common, which was really mm-hmm. cool. So <laughs> at some point, Daryl goes to Glenn. He goes, well, when did you come out? He goes, I was, I came out when I was 19 years old and I've never had sex with a woman. And Greg wow. goes, Greg goes, great, not the question. But thanks for letting us all know <laughs> you've never had sex with a woman. I'm like before. I don't
1: mind. I mean, actually, it's not uncommon for a lot of guys to have sex with women before they come out. No, but it, but nobody had asked. No one asked if he'd ever had sex with a woman. That's why it was funny. Well, that you know, that's probably the next question. Usually, maybe. I
0: guess. I suppose. But what I really loved about them is that they were super warm and super willing to talk. And you know, we told them about us, of course, and it was just a really cool kumbaya fun yeah. thing and then you had a bunch of champagne and it was a blast and then we were on our way home in the limo and we're listening to Dottie west and kenny rogers we found out that glenn had never seen urban cowboy and we're like what and so it's like we started going through the whole gamut of everything it was so fun it was such a How great fun. trip and we had a blast and i absolutely am enamored with them both i just love them so much they're great Um, all right, well, let's go on to our hugly and awkward moments of the week. I'm doing anesthesia edition. So here's the first one. When sending my patient to sleep, we were giving the drugs via IV and he said, you'll have to give me a lot of it referring to the drug and I worried I said why thinking he and it had an undisclosed allergy or a condition we hadn't known about instead he fell asleep as he was saying because I smoke weed
1: (laughs) (laughs) not in the same category no it is not
0: (laughs) oh here's my this,
1: gosh
0: yes here's the second one i went in for a colonoscopy this one was really funny i went in for oh a colonoscopy God. and was given propofol and whatever for pain i'm a complete drug wimp so fell asleep in about two seconds when it was over i was being taken to recovery and i kind of woke up and i said am i done can i go home and the nurse said you can't go home until you pass gas so that we know all of the errors out of your intestines i thought right then and as I, be, as I was being wheeled into the little recovery bay with curtains, not walls, I pushed as hard as I could. Simultaneously, my husband stood up and said, hey, bit. And I farted so loud and for so long that I almost launched myself into the next room. I heard my husband bellow, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then I heard laughter. And I said, I'm ready to go home and i passed back (laughs) out while my husband stood there around in confusion about what had just happened and i never was the woman yes and i've never heard
1: the end of it you know what that's funny the end of it well what's funny is when i got my colonoscopy they never said anything to me about passing gas and i was sitting there and i'm just like okay so i think i'm supposed to do that but nothing happened maybe they told you and you forgot that could be or maybe there just wasn't that much air in there or i don't really know what happened but i don't remember being like ridiculously like pumped up of air and so yeah
0: i um i have heard that uh, you have to do that i remember asking mom i'm like mom you had to do this because you do but you can go to the bathroom and it's not really that big of a deal because you know of course our
1: mother she would have to go Uh, to the bathroom well because she's (laughs) i just remember something (laughs) what I remember when Allison used to do those little Broadway shows? Yeah. And I remember one time I was little and mom and I went into the bathroom and it was like a shared, like family bathroom. Yeah. And she sat down and she farted. Our mother? Yes. Oh. And she looked at me.
0: She looked at you? She looked at me and she's like, don't you ever tell her that I did that. That's so funny. Uh, that is and I
1: wasn't laughing or anything no. I was just kind of like standing there I think I was like six you had to be just a little I mean it, I don't even think it was done coming out when she just looked at me and she's like don't you ever tell anyone I did that you know what I don't know I, I've i listened to other couples talk
0: about they're like what you guys don't like poop in front of each that other fart so in front gross. of each other and I'm like no can can we please keep it sexy for five minutes well I who just does that a lot of people they're like hey it's our bodies it is our bodies do all kinds of stuff and i'm just like no i i mean that is true but i don't I think get there's embarrassed
1: anything- putting, I just in front of myself i just don't think there's anything wrong with keeping like a don't mystery. you like don't you have to have a, like a little noise or like plug your ears or i
0: definitely don't mind having music playing when i have to go to the bathroom or something
1: i don't know it's just i don't want to hear it because if i think i hear it then it just just like it makes me pucker and i'm just like i don't know yeah i just i realize that our
0: bodies are required to do these things i just don't want anyone else to know that i do it
1: i i struggle with me even knowing yeah. it like i have to yeah. plug my ears sometimes like, i just like what's
0: wrong with us
1: <laughs> I, I i know that there are people who
0: are very like proud of their magnitude of their farts or whatever or the size of their poop i just don't oh. get that I've never been that person like, hey, guys, come look at look at the look at the size of the poop in the bowl. And I'm like, why? Why would any? No, that's there's something wrong. It shouldn't be that big ever. Luckily, I'm not married to anybody who would ever in a billion years
1: (laughs) do that. Well, I just know that I would set the pace and because I basically make it seem like, you know, like it's, it's the forbidden. most. It's like the most holy in the Bible <laughs> that you know. We reserve the fact that, bells. You know, like if I've spent the house at a boy's house for the weekend, mm-hmm. and they, I know at some point they do go. Of course, but, you know, but they don't obviously talk about it or anything, but. If they, they do, that is a deal breaker. You no, know, but I mean, you know when they've gone. Well, and yeah, yeah, so, yeah, of course, of course. But I, I'm just saying, I just. But I know in their mind, they're thinking, like, okay, when is she going or when has she gone? And I will leave that mystery. Do you really Probably think, they think for, that? Do you think they even think about it? I'm sure they're curious because, I mean, oh. if you got there on like a Friday night and you leave on a Sunday night and you haven't gone to the bathroom, like for guys. That's strange. Yeah, that's I, I wouldn't. I would literally women, not. That's normal. I'd be like, know? oh no, there will be no defecating going on on this weekend. Like that's. I mean, I can I could do that any day. You know, that's just normal. Like this one guy that I dated, he had a one bedroom apartment. Oh, and so it's just like, and he always woke up early, and <sighs> I'm just like, God. I'm like, the only thing I could ever think of. I mean, I never actually did it at his house, but right. I was thinking, OK, if this thing continues, I'm going to have to, like, send them to the store for something or, like, go out and, like, hey, can you go get me a coffee? I'm going to take a shower while you're gone. And then, like, poo really fast. You know what's
0: great, too, by the way? What's great what? is that they have no concept of what you're trying to do. Like, they don't even think about it. They don't even think that you're trying to get them out of the house so you can poo. <laughs> they just think, I know. all right, yeah, I'll go do that for you. And you're just, like, quickly hurrying, quick like a bunny poop as quickly as possible, air everything out, get in the shower and be done before he walks
1: on the door. Well, and if you can light the candle with a match, the carbon like burns it instantly. It does. That's the best. I don't know. I feel like maybe this is just our
0: mental problem, not other people's. I feel like we're really obsessive
1: about this. This is an OCD thing. I have. But here's the thing. Not changing, not adjusting. Hey, I've never had a guy walk around talking about me and say, like, God, politics, the biggest shits at my house. And I, <laughs> I would horrible. rather die than have that conversation
0: occur in front of anyone and anyone. Listen, if I could count the many times that I have wanted to kill Daryl because of his nocturnal emissions. <laughs> It literally, I literally adjust his diet accordingly. Like there are food, <laughs> there is food that I will not make when he is here. But the second he travels, I make it because he can't eat it. I won't let him eat it.
1: I refuse to make broccoli ever in this house.
0: I make this cruciferous vegetable salad. It's a roasted vegetable salad. And it is like, if you hated someone, you would give it to him. Oh my God. It is cauliflower. Carrots, Brussels sprouts with a little, uh, with herbs, and then this beautiful dressing that has white beans on it. Oh my
1: God. It's all roasted. <laughs> Give that someone to, like, in a Tupperware dish as they're on their way to the airport and say, here's a little snack for you. <laughs>
0: yeah. On your so, way to New York. Here's the thing it's delicious it is so freaking good you can eat so much of it going this is the best thing. i've never had brussels sprouts taste it. and it's full-on vegetarian there's feta cheese but i mean oh it's, god it's so freaking good they're sitting in just...
1: seat 9a and all of a sudden
0: <laughs> and they're like ladies and gentlemen we are we are unfortunately going to have to deplane We're experiencing some turbulence. No! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I will make that only when Daryl's traveling. I will not (laughs) feed it to him. And Tyler's like, this is the best salad, Mom. I'm like, I know. Isn't it so good? It's so delicious. By the way,
1: apologize to Aaron before you guys go to bed. Yeah, really. And I said,
0: he goes, yeah, Mom, this is really good. You've made this in a long time. I'm like, well, I only make it when Dad is traveling. And they're like, why? (laughs) And I said, well, because it's literally a punishment for your intestines. It's full of... Everything that could possibly give you gas—it's like all roughage. <laughs> it's all fiber and beans and feta cheese and cauliflower and Brussels sprouts. For God's sake! But it's so freaking good. But it does not affect me the way it affects my husband. And so it's not the same. So I just don't make it. He'll have some leftovers, but it's not the. For some reason, it's not the same. It's when he eats it right when it's fresh. He just—it ain't good. I think that's a wrap for today. Do you have anything yes. else you want to add?
1: I don't. I think we've had, we've done, we've discussed enough. We've had plenty. <laughs> so uh, visit or go to uglytruth.com. Visit the Amazon link. Also go to uh, lipandclip.com. They have some really, really good uh, deals on makeup. So other than that, have a good rest of your week. Happy hump day. And we'll see you on Sunday. Bye.